are squawking dead. And sadly, I'm not. We're not joined by uh, BMNY Beast Mode NY Deadcast Chris. He's stuck at work right now. I think he might be listening to us right now, actually, too. So we'll give him a fair hello. And um, today we're joined by a newcomer. Uh, first off, I want to thank Carol for joining. She's right here, and Ashley for joining me. She's right here, and. Um, we have a new player, a newcomer, and her name is Rachel. She's right below me. Hi, Rachel. Hello. <laughs> Rachel Burt, Cosmo Mom 09 on That's Instagram. Me. <laughs> and Cosmo Hello. Mommy. Um, it's really good to have you here. Uh, Thank I th- you. We're going to be covering Guardians. Uh, this is episode 12, season 9 of The Walking Dad. And um, I'm, I, I sound just way over the top right now. I don't know why, but I, th- I guess it's because I'm really excited. Um, to have everybody here to talk and you know schmooze and yell at their dogs and children or what have you. Um, so thank you all for joining us. Uh, before we forget, if you get a chance, subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Um, throw us a like. We'll probably remind you at the end of the episode. And um, away we go. Um, first off, how's everybody doing this week? Uh, we'll start with fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> One yes. Okay, so yeah, Carol, let's start with you. We'll go counterclockwise, uh, according to my screen. It's been a bit of a crazy week. Um, I've been actually holding on the fort, working from home and taking care of the kids because my mom is actually up north visiting family. So it's been a little, been a little crazy. So I, that's why I told you my kids have my phone right now so I can lock myself in here. <laughs> Proxy mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell my husband, it's like if they start yelling for, for mom, it's you're on call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ashley, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. I'm busy, but I'm excited for what's to come on the show. And I like what they're going, where they're going. I like how it's headed. Yeah, with all the yeah. different ways they're ch- changing and tweaking things up. Yes, and there's lots of fun things that we can explore and look forward to. And even the movies, and now there's supposed to be another spinoff. Like with mm, Maggie. Some news, yeah. Another one, and... Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, there's a lot to be excited about, folks. There is. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 <laughs> she, she's saving for the show. Folks. I was going to say it. something, but I was like, I'll, I'll just not say it. She, she's putting in the tank, right? Well, it, are you not going to say it throughout the show? Or, or is oh, this going to be not. like... Oh, no, no. I, I was going to say, so if Fear is supposed to be coming back, like when Walking Dead stops, we haven't like heard much. Yeah, so, yeah. Typically. I'm wondering if they're trying not to like compete with Game of Thrones and they'll maybe start after. That's a really good question because I don't know if it comes down to it. I'm sticking with Fear, to be honest. That's just me, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just didn't know because we haven't heard anything. We haven't heard much about it. So we know, I know that they promoted a couple of they promoted the little girl that. Um, That's right. Charlie. They promoted Charlie. Yeah. Because her, her real name is Alec. Uh, right. Alexa. Alexa. And then Karen David, I know she is now a new actress on the show. So right. I was just, that's all I've heard though so far. So. Yeah, of uh, uh, Once Upon a Time. She was in Gallivant on uh-huh. Netflix. Yep. Yeah, really talented. I, I, I was like a Once Upon a Time watcher. I just, I kind of just fell off because I used to watch it with my brother all the time. And then I got married and then Showtime with the brother just disappeared. <laughs> Uh, it became showtime with my wife. Anyway, um, but yeah, very glad to see. Her. She played Princess Jasmine on Once Upon a Time. I never okay. got up to that, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the PS de Resistance, Rachel Burt, how you doing? How's your week good. been? Good, good, busy, busy. 
I um, actually own a beauty salon slash tanner, and so everybody's getting ready for vacation right now. So we've been pretty slammed. Oh, so you, no spend, so you spend your time. So awesome. Yeah, you spend your time basically oh. making everybody look good. Oh, I try. I do my best. Yeah. Where are you from? <laughs> Michigan. Okay. Okay. So you're cold as well. Freezing. <laughs> yeah. So, so what buried part of, under mountains of ice? <laughs> what, what part of Michigan are you from? Is it right in the uh, right in the pit there? Right there. Right there. Right, yeah. <laughs> so somewhere between Detroit and um, right, oh, what's, right in the crook. Right in the crook there. Oh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> you're wait, more you're, than you're more north than I am. Oh, where are you at? I am northern Illinois, like like oh. seven minutes from the border of Wisconsin. So just oh, wow. yeah. So you're, I can't complain then. You're We're more cold. Yeah. So you're close to Gurney. Me? Gurney? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they say Gurney. I was really corrected once. Uh, but you can say whatever you want from there. So. I, say, I just like say it. Rockford. That's just where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. Which is popular enough, so. Oh, my God. Uh, Carol, your husband's on Facebook watching us. Hey, Eddie. This is a really good tactic. So I have to remember not to swear because this would be a really good tactic for the kids to kind of like, hey, mommy's on the screen. I'm like, okay. No, Dave. They no, they, they should be in their rooms. They're, they're- Eddie, they should be in their rooms. <laughs> Guys, everybody, we're talking about the episode this week. And um, what an episode it was. Uh, I think. Oh, yep. I almost messed up tradition. Um, As is tradition, I usually give off the mic to Carol to start the show off anywhere she wants to. Um, But since you're a newcomer and we welcome newcomers, Rachel, just take your pick of where we get to start. Okay. Um, Actually, I've been thinking about one thing for a couple of days now. Um, I didn't notice it quite the first time. The second time I watched it is when I kind of made the connection. So when the um, the challenge scene, right, when the Whisperers challenge Alpha, it immediately made me think of when Simon challenged Negan, right? And it was, in my opinion, like a, a fair challenge, right? It was official. Everybody gathered around. There was a fight. They duked it out. Like, Alpha was just like, oh, you challenged me? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, was that the yo-yo string? It was. That was how, definitely how the yo-yo string. Did that go through a vertebrae? Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Incorrect, oh. and I'll tell you it why. Wasn't a wire. Okay. Uh, so she had a cravat. Uh, it was a bracelet yeah. that was around her wrist. Okay. And it's like um, it's like high tech, like like really fine steel. I think steel wire. Okay. Um, I because I was thinking the same thing you guys were. Was that just okay. a yo-yo string? Like that it would have just snapped off. Like she literally snapped it off the yo-yo just like that. Um, no, <laughs> the yo-yo string, and I, I was going to bring it in later on, but it might as well okay. be here. The yo-yo string she used to tie the coin that she took from Hilltop around uh, Lydia. Yes. Got it. Yeah. And then to, just put it around her neck. Okay. Exactly. And and just to kind of give you, and we'll come back to that because if we are going to go in sequence or some sort of sequence, we'll definitely come back to that because it's actually kind of important um, as like a, like a thing. So okay. the similarities between, well, not so similar actually, you know, Megan. Well, it was a challenge. It was just like, yeah. Well, going to kill you. I'm not going to even give you a chance. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's a cool way to illustrate how uh, as much as we liked or didn't like Negan, we acknowledge that he was an antagonist, right? But then and you know, of a, of a particularly terrifying variety that tied up the cast and crew for, the, for like two plus years, right? And then you get to like this kind of character where it's a similar challenge and it's just way more terrifying. It's completely unfair. And so I think they're trying to pack in more punch in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, oh, these guys, they don't fuck around. Right. <laughs> and Eddie, the kids shouldn't be here listening to me with my foul <laughs> potty mouth, okay? 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> Eddie's saying the kids are sleeping, by the way. So, oh, okay, yeah, awesome. no worries. That was the part that stood out. I mean, I was just like, oof, that was that was pretty savage. Very, very savage. Yeah. Why do you think that they kept Henry alive? Like, why didn't they just kill him as soon as they found him? Yeah, I had the same question, actually. Like, why didn't they, why did they just keep him around? Get the shit out of him? Like, what? Like, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, definitely, obviously, towards the end, I mean, it seems like, okay, we need to make sure that she hasn't kind of like jump the ship and prove her loyalty so be the one to kill him i don't know i don't know why they didn't just kill him off the bat you think they could have yeah they could have assumed that you know him and lydia were working together too maybe keep him around to see if lydia had had turned yeah yeah do you think she would have killed him if daryl would have wouldn't have intervened that's a really good question i hope so <laughs> yeah, I kind of don't think she would have. I don't think she would have either. I mean, no. the only other option was to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But do you really think a mother is, she's going to kill her daughter after what she went like to get her back? I don't think she would have had a choice to yeah, be honest. Because mm-hmm. Beta can't take them all on, and everybody was there watching that whole scene. Eventually, you thought it was just them at first, but mm-hmm. then you start to see in the background that there were people watching. It's like, okay, I'm going to have to put another display on. I have to put myself on notice. Yeah. And simultaneously, and I think that's what beta was getting at you know he was kind of what he was trying to say also before and i don't know if this was like uh i i don't know if this was an error or something but i think what beta was trying to get at was you have to not only figure out if henry has feelings for her but you have to do it in a very public way right yeah and, and enough of a way to kind of dispel any rumors because just because you cut somebody's head off doesn't mean that somebody's just not going to come up from behind and do the same thing to you right and then you're right. done you know so yeah right. yeah so i guess i'm what i'm saying is i guess uh, she would have done it she would have totally ended lydia and and Henry. But I think yeah. the first question is way more important, though. You know, why does she keep Henry Henry around for so long? Is it just to... I know. I mean, the first like, obvious... Like, tie him up to a tree. Yeah, yeah. And the first obvious answer to that is to basically screw around with anybody who's possibly following Henry. So that's the obvious answer. But yeah. could yeah. there be another yeah, answer? That like is, a deeper... Yeah, because yeah. yeah. she did say when there's one, when there's, oh. one there's more. Um, yeah. Maybe it was just a mess with Lydia because maybe she, you know, she thought deep down that because she was like, why didn't you mention him? And maybe she can tell her daughter starting to sweat a little bit like, oh, I didn't think he was worth mentioning. And maybe she can tell that they're lying because she does say something about the animals and says like, you know, why I like animals because they don't lie. And right. she also she also says to Lydia, you know, maybe you're, he maybe he believes you because you're such a good liar. You know, yeah. I kind of got a creepy, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 Well, we can dive into that, too. Do you think Lydia was uh, do you think Alpha was aware that Lydia was lying or had been lying to her i do i think so yeah i think think she's suspicious definitely i mean if that's true that's really creepy guys (laughs) you know i like animals (laughs) animals don't lie yeah pretty creepy that's good (laughs) i'm gonna have to admit some bias here this is like i've always had this and i I, i've never been able to shake this but like uh, like i've driven through all over through the united states like the south like like hill you know just like hill towns and and just all over and every time i i like drive through let's say alabama like like backwoods alabama or like like in the hills yeah in the hill like in in the in the country parts of like west virginia and even pennsylvania like those backwoods back alley roads i just get this like i just always get this like kind of like tense Mm -hmm. you know i kind of tense up this is my bias i'm just putting it out on the table it's i I, but like so when i hear alpha i just get that tenseness all over again like oh i don't know what i'm dealing with you know so right cards on the table yeah no and i think part of the terrifying thing with her is like well when she was having that dialogue with um 
with Lydia and even during the challenge. I mean, she had the mask on the whole time, which was creepy as anything, like creepy as hell. I mean, it's just this like walker, like with this voice and just sort of like, I mean, it's, I mean, she is terrifying. I mean, she's terrifying without the mask, you know, but with, with the mask, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's scary. Yeah. Do you, why do you think that at the end when Daryl, Daryl Connolly come and, you know, he said, he tells Henry, he said, it's time to go, it's time to go. And Henry's like, no, I'm not leaving without her. Why do you think like she says, no, I'm going to stay. And then she ultimately ends up going. I don't know. I mean, because it was, is she just so scared of her mother? Is that the only reason why she's staying? I think part of it is maybe fear of her mom, just in, in the sense of like people in like abusive situations, like they just have a, you know, it, yeah, it's a, it's a mental control and she's young on top of it. And even Alpha, like when she was talking to Beta about like, oh, when I saw Lydia and she was three and she couldn't breathe because she had like the, the, the plastic bag over her. And, and it's like this caring moment and it's like, and I immediately got it off and then I hit her really hard so she'd learn never to do it again. And it's like right. this really twisted love. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know right. if I would call it love, but it's this really demented, twisted way of like, you know, I know what's best for her and this is how I have to make her understand it. It's just almost like, like she yeah. like had this, like these blinders on, like, this is how we live now. You know, we are the dead and that's how we live. But now she saw this whole new world of the hilltop and wow, you know, babies can live here without having to be put in cornfields you know like it's almost like she's her eyes are open now yeah Yeah, like we don't have to live like this yeah she might just be afraid that her mom will take serious action this time too she ran ran away for the second time yeah she's like i know what my mom's capable of it's gonna kill her now are there guns anymore i mean are we all out of ammo i mean i don't think so well actually that's i don't know that's what daryl makes a threat of firepower but we don't actually see any guns right 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 exactly i I think that's Maybe he has some in the back room, like, ready in case of a threat. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, we haven't seen a gun in a single episode, I think, thus far, except for... like pre time jump because it, I think they were trying to illustrate right from the jump that post time jump ammo's low. It's just except like for a, alpha. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Except for a shot off, uh, sawed off shotgun. But it, you, so beyond that though, I, have we seen any guns since the time jump? I don't think yeah. so. Have yeah. we? Whom? Um, oh, Judith, Judith carries one. She Judith, shot yeah. Negan. She shot Negan. Um, yeah, she the motorcycle. Yeah, but Judith, Judith, yeah. Judith doesn't count. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Judith, oh, no, no. Judith counts. Judith is significant. She definitely count. Yeah. <laughs> Judith counts. She's the. Listen, I've said it before. She is the John Connor of the show. You know, I wanted to move on to uh, why do you think Lydia lies to Alpha about Hilltop? Like, I know the answer seems obvious, but I mean. I mean, it does it all does it all boil down to she's afraid what her mo- what her mother would do to the hilltop? Are you talking about how she lies about not knowing about another place? Yeah, like she doesn't tra- tell Alpha about Kingdom. Right, like the trading, yeah. the the armaments, the you know yeah. what life is like, you know, basically. Uh, yeah, like like you said, it's like a tr- it's, you know it's an obvious answer that she cares about Henry and that's where he's from, that's where his second mother and his second father live. Um, I, I you know I think deep down she just doesn't want more people to die. Because she hmm. knows they're good people, and they have they have they've stabilized in the zombie apocalypse for years now, and so and I she think she just her. truly, truly thinks her mom is the right. you know worst thing to ever That's happen. Like her. she thinks that yeah, yeah, she 
knows what she's capable of or thinks she's capable of even right. worse. So, and if she thinks there, all the people there are as weak as Henry. Not that Henry's weak, but I mean, he's a little emotional. He's naive. Yeah, exactly. Naive. I'm thinking right. if he thinks that those people are like Henry, that they need to be far away from the mother. Right. Yeah. Right. But I, I kind of see like Henry, kind of like a, a. I mean, as naive as he is, one of the positives is that he's he's kind of like a an interesting buffer between the new realities of Hilton, like well, like the new to her reality of hilltop right. and then also the kind of you know is it a love interest is it this or is it that mm-hmm. and he kind of bridges the gap between daryl and, and and hilltop and her and and i mean these are both broken people you know right. pre and post apocalypse so and henry yeah. seems to be very observant like he's he been game to daryl about like you know i noticed the scars on your back and i overheard my, my second mom talking about her hair and you know he's observant and he watches he's that's a not, good point He's yeah. stupid. He thinks he's, well, yeah, he's just a teenager. Yeah, yeah. It kind of goes back to something we said about like um, transferring roles. Like, okay, like Rick is off the show and Carl is off the show, and right. it's just distributing these these characteristics across different, ca- you know, many characters. Like not only Daryl, but also like you see that in Henry a lot. Like mm-hmm. this hope for the future, this looking past the ugliness of this world and knowing the difference. You know, we're, we're like in recognizing that you, there is a difference between right and wrong, and sometimes we have to fight for that higher ideal. You know, right. so it, which is very much present in um, in Carl, I think, in the comic, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong, but actually, that's a good question, Rachel. Do you do you read the comic as well? I do. Yeah. Okay, so it's a crisscross right now. So it's Ashley and me are are not comics readers, and then Carol and Rachel are comics readers. Yeah. Right. Right. So now we have to be careful. We have to be very careful. <laughs> well, I, wa- I started watching the show before I ever read the comics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that's how most people got into it too, if I'm not mistaken. Except for some cool people will be like, oh, so read the comic book before what you do. Like, okay, yeah. cool. You're awesome. <laughs> that's how they talk. Like, yeah, that's exactly, exactly how they talk. every <laughs> single person who reads the comic because yeah. they don't talk to people. So they like, oh, don't know how to talk to people. Yeah. Sure. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, agree with me. <laughs> I agree. Yes, I agree. I am agree. Yes, minions. What? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I have another question. So what is with Alpha breaking her own rules? What is the damn deal? About going back to the daughter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah, Breaking her rules for her daughter a couple times. Not killing Henry right away. There's a bunch of things. Hey, Thorgon, by the way. Thorgon 9. Um, but yeah, uh, so Rachel, you seem to be animated. Well, I, I mean, I have a, a little opinion about it, but I, I don't know. I, I almost think, you know, maybe there is just a little bit of motherly instinct in there. Like she can't even help it almost. And then, and then when she realizes that she almost gets mad at herself for it, like yeah. Lydia's like, is that really the only reason you came back? And she kind of hesitates for a second and is like, that's a stupid question. Well, not really. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy, you're going to have to explain yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think Beta thinks of her breaking the rules? Do you think he's just, I mean, he's clearly big enough to take her down. Yeah. That's always the interesting thing in the comic, too, because it's Beta is so subservient to Alpha. But I mean, in the comic, he's a massive dude, too, you know, like, and she's even slighter than she is on the show. So do they ever give like a backstory to Beta in the comic? You kind of... Like, how does he end up with her? Like, where does that happen? That we don't see. No, and even 
like Alpha's backstory on the show that they did with the whole flashbacks, like that's more than we ever got in the comic. Okay. So like what an interesting I, thing. Yeah. So they, they gave us more backstory on the show than we ever even got in, in the comic books. And so we never know like how they got together, what happened, you know, for these people to come together in the first place. Like we never get any insight to it. But I don't know. I don't know what Beta thinks yet. It'll be interesting this week since it looks like they're gonna spend more time on him and and like kind of like his character so that'll be kind of interesting to see um because i don't know i don't know what he thinks of alpha sort of like kind of showing a bit of vulnerability to him in a way so i so obviously there's some sort of safety there that she feels that she can confide in him but there's still obviously like a certain kind of um I guess hierarchy, I guess, because even when she kind of seems like, oh, she's being a little vulnerable, she's like, no, but I had to do this and to kind of like make sure that she knows never to do this or whatever. So I, I don't know. I don't know what he thinks. I don't know if he's sort of like, mm, I don't know. I, I love how they put it on Talking Dead, by the way. Um, like that beta is happy to be the Dwight Schrute to, yeah. to Alpha's uh, <laughs> Michael Scott. Yeah, the assistant regional manager. Yeah. Assistant regional <laughs> perfect analogy. <laughs> To the regional manager. Assistant to the assistant of the regional manager. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. Um, I mean, I have, I have an interesting feeling that, like, it would be... Okay, this is kind of, like, the same way I feel about the ne- the possibility of a Negan backstory. Oh, what uh, I keep hoping for. Which is never going to happen. But that's... <laughs> That's the thing. I think it's it's going to be in the same vein where you have um, you have people that are going to want to know what makes this guy so subservient, and then at the same time, I, I, it's just going to be remain like an enigma. Maybe yeah. we'll get a taste of it in the present, like why that is the case. But the more this keeps going on, the more people are going to want it, want it, and the less they're going to give it. So, right. so it's, just, it's like the same same no. reason why Daryl will never have a love interest on the show. It's the same Ever. thing. You don't think so? Yeah, I'm okay um, with that. I, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> starting to feel that, I mean Carol you, you said this you said it and I think I think it was you that said it and I, I think that it kind of just like an earworm just got into my brain huh. I was like you know what you're probably right but well, what was it that I said the, 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 <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I said that Daryl's um, uh, not, in, not androgynous asexual that's right I mean yeah he kind of it has been like I mean there we've had so many characters that have had like some semblances of relationships and love interests but him he we've never seen it I mean they've always kind of teased maybe there's something there but nothing's ever happened yeah. right. I mean Father Gabriel's had like multiple girlfriends and like yeah. <laughs> damn I mean he Rick's has had multiple girlfriends and Rick's had multiple girlfriends man of the cloth I'm thinking yeah. man of the latex <laughs> <laughs> or, anyway oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of people have feelings about this. Um, yeah, uh, Miss Miss Mazel saying he uh, that Beta has feelings for Alpha. Um, Iron okay. Eagle, Iron Eagle <laughs> Creation says uh, Daryl will never have a love, love interest because fangirls get super mad over ships. All the backlash off Carol and Ezekiel is ridiculous, and I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a bit much. I do not deprive people of their ships, but I w- I no. do I do roll my eyes a lot, and you know my eyes get a lot of lubrication because of it. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know what? Let's do this. Like, what do you gals think about, like, the whole Carol? I wanted to talk about the Carol shippers, like the Daryl Carol shippers, because... I don't. Again, I don't spread hate, but I also kind of like there. It, there's some passion. There's some. There's some passion I just there. Don't see it. I've never no. 
Yeah, it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't see that. Yeah. I just don't see it. I, I don't know. Like, I, maybe when he was looking for Sophia in season two, I saw it maybe a little, but. That was when I saw it, right in the very, very, very beginning. Oh, right when we were right. learning these characters, I kind of saw it, but then. I don't even remember when it was. And then, you know, he's burning himself with a cigarette when Beth died and sitting by that barn and crying. And that's when I really felt it with him and Beth. But I don't know if he was upset, you know, that he wanted to be with Beth, but just that she was such a great light. Right, right. He's a good person and she died. Um, Yeah, Bethel Bethel is the closest we got to anything with Daryl. Anything that we got with Daryl. I mean, the whole funeral. And who owned that funeral, by the way, which is so clean. You never find out. But anyway, I digress. But the with the whole Carol and Daryl thing, I just don't see it. I don't see it. And I think it kind of like I don't know. It, I feel like it trivializes And I feel like it trivializes the relationship too, you know? I mean, the, the relationship is so much more complex and rich the way it is. It just works like a well-oiled machine. Like mm-hmm. he moves, she moves. Like it's just like it, I don't see it as a relationship. I see it as just like they're like perfect fast friends. Like Yeah, that. good dance partners. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. 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 I mean, there was that definitive scene in the hospital and I, I feel like I spoke to you Carol like even back then about the scene like okay we saw the scene where they finally get together and they have like a meeting of the minds and and i walked away from that it was like in the corridor i think there was a cigarette passed between them and um and after that scene i was like at the women's shelter oh was it the women's shelter it was i know it was like a wing of the hospital for sure like or something like that it was like around the grady hospital it was a place where her and so her and sophia it was a women's shelter yeah yeah okay and so um i just remember walking away from that scene being like this is a very sweet friendship there's a very sweet and deep connected friendship well it was like the mom and daughter they were at the women's shelter and they had obviously turned yes 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 that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Yeah. That was that was tough. That was a very good episode, actually. That was a good episode. That was a good one. That right. was a good one. And if and if any moment for them to get to get to get together, like like this that would have been it that would have been that would have been yeah Yeah. and and it didn't happen it wasn't a misfire there were no sad faces just that was just a sweet moment yeah and and that's when everything if they did get together though that's true at that moment for sure yeah actually but that's the thing like i mean even if they did do that even if they did have some sort of physical contact of that variety i I can easily see them walking it back and thinking nothing of it like it would just never does it never just matures anywhere past that and it kind of just goes back to what they have now for all we right. know they could have done something too we right. just don't know yeah. I, I don't think anybody's really thought of that even the carolers you know the what so. are like what are daryl's thoughts on king ezekiel i know he said he's a little hokey i think he's i think he thinks he's a good dude it's just, yeah i think that's what he said and yeah. i know he knows carol can take care of herself and She's big enough to make her own decisions. Well, yeah, and after what Henry said to her, like, I, I know he was kind of going into Carol and, and the abuse and then growing her hair out and then right. feeling safe with Ezekiel. I think after, it's just like the Grady Hospital. After a scene like that where Henry kind of lays it out, says, right. yo, this is serious. I feel like Henry wasn't talking to Daryl in that moment. I think he was talking to Carolers. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody? Yeah? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Shut that shit down. <laughs> Again, no hate. No hate. No. I don't begrudge you your fantasies. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't no. think they should get together. Yeah. No. All right. Let's I think Daryl in any kind of relationship would make him a little soft. No. I have, yeah. I have yeah. a little test right now. I want to see how many people hopped, hopped off the stream after we said all that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I 
very open up a discussion about this. Maybe. A bunch of people took yes. off the Instagram. Go right ahead. Okay. Yes, please. Okay. I have this thing in my head thinking, RJ, I don't think he's real. I've heard rumors about I don't think that he's real. I think he's I think he was at one point, but he died. Michonne only so, mentions him to Daryl, doesn't she? Why is he so little? I mean this he looks like a three year old or a four year old. Like he doesn't look like a five year old. Six years. You know, I mean mm. and the in this last episode she opens the door and he's sleeping. Why is he sleeping in the middle of the day? I mean nap time, but like, yeah. I, I just, five year olds nap? I didn't. I know, I know he nap. <laughs> I know, but she's talking to herself, and she's almost acting like she did when she lost her first son, Andre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, good yeah. point. Who, and they look kind of Nobody similar. Nobody else has seen him. Yeah. Except, I mean, uh, uh, what's her name? Son. Magna. Uh, Magna did look in the window, and RJ was running towards her. But was he really running towards her? Well, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean Magna saw RJ. She just looked in the in the house and right. saw her scoop something mm-hmm. up. A sack of potatoes. That that's a tough call. I mean, it, it's a really interesting idea, but huh. given that I'm one scene, I'm wondering if he was real. Yes, he was born and he was alive, but then that's what changed her. He died. Someone killed him, and he died, and now she's fucking crazy again. Hmm. I don't know. Because I'm wondering, I'm trying to figure out the sequence well, of... Who takes care of him? Like, I, I know there's lots of people that take care of him. Yeah, that's that's interesting. But you don't see anybody else with him. Yeah, I, I, I think if not All for that one... If, if not for that one scene with Magna, I would have... Because I, I feel like, wasn't Magna going to argue with Michonne or something? And then she sees RJ and then she decides to give up her weapons. I think she there was didn't a... because she was like, well, she's shit crazy. She's talking to herself and picking up sacks. <laughs> like, I, you know... Things I must be hard for you because you're crazy. <laughs> You've already got a lot on your plate. Um, we better listen to what she says. <laughs> She's... Yeah. Judith points out that Michonne changed. When Michonne says people don't change, Negan changed for the better, while Michonne changed for somewhat of the worse. It brings me back to the intro of the season, or, or the intro post-time jump, speaking to Rick. Oh, between those two. Yeah. Judith didn't yeah. even realize she said anything wrong. It was just a matter of fact. Yeah. She didn't realize that she touched a nerve. Yeah. Yeah. She was that, like, okay. That kind of shocked me. Yeah. She was just very clear about it. It's like, well, you changed. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think, you know, it goes back to like what happened caused her to change. You know, mm-hmm. there, there was something, something happened and we're still waiting for that. But yeah. she, but after she hears that, she changes again. You know, she says, I'm not okay with this air, but we're, you know, if it goes to a boat, we'll do it right, right. So. whatever happened must have been really bad because she is on like extra high alert and yeah. going everything and nobody can leave lock the doors <laughs> right right exactly. yeah um well and even the fact that she's okay with having the kingdom fall but as long as alexandria right yes. that's really kind of like shocking to me it's like so if the kingdom falls, if they starve, it's like whatever, you know, like as long as Alexandria is safe. Right, as long as Alexandria is safe. And it's oh, like almost I can hear the bad riff in her talking. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's like the, the bad riff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all my family is the only one. Exactly. God, I know. It's like I really, I'm really looking forward to finding out like what in the world happened, you know? I know. I know. I feel like one episode isn't going to be enough to, I don't, to tell yeah. us everything. Yeah. I know. I, it's, yeah. There's so much. I feel like there's just so much we're lost on. And I'm excited. Do you guys think that Jesus will have more scenes this season? 
I, I hope so. I didn't even think about flashbacks. I know. That kind of took me by surprise. What was it last week? When he died, I was like, yes, he's going to, there's so much that we don't know. He's going to be in more flashbacks, not gone just yet. Yeah, yeah. So I think we'll at least see him one more time in um, 914 Scars, you know? Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Because there's, yeah. I mean, and it, yeah. I think so. <laughs> and it, what about Maggie? Like, where do you guys think she is? Like, I think that. <sighs> We know who she's with, but... I think Georgie's from the Commonwealth. I agree. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I know a little bit about it, but I don't okay, want to... Okay, sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, like, tried to stop as it was... I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think that is the same place that the helicopter came from? I think so. I do. I think Would so. Yeah. I think so. I have a theory that I think that... I mean, we're building up to this fair, so I think that the fair will be the end of the, will be the season finale, but I still have this thought that that ham radio that like Father Gabriel sent Eugene and Rosita to set up the relays and everything, I feel like they will also end with like making contact and maybe it'll be with Maggie or with Rick. But I, I think, think it's going to be with Rick. I think it's going to be with Rick. I think, I think we're going to hear Rick's voice come over to that radio in the last episode. Oh yep, that's I, what I think. I don't think I could go months without not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they'll do that purposely. <laughs> exactly. I think that they'll do that purposely because like, okay, now you have to wait six months. <laughs> Yeah, you oh like, Rick is my man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm, like, convinced, especially because, like, he keeps getting brought up. It's like, oh, the great Rick rhymes and everything. I'm like, so we're still talking about him. So it's like, he's still like, we're, we're, we're bringing it up. We're making sure that people don't forget. And the fact is that it's that beautiful scene between Michonne and Daryl where, you know, they're bringing Jesus back. And right. Michonne says, you know, it's a great thing that you're doing for the helicopter, bringing his body back. She's like, no, I'm sorry. I couldn't have done that for you. And it's like, oh. Yeah. No, exactly. It's like. That was a gut punch. <laughs> that was a gut punch. Exactly. So it's, so it's like, to me, I was like, and because it's, it's like, okay, you, you went and set up this, these satellites to try and make, you know, like get farther, like reception, everything. We're going to have to make contact. I'm like, this has to happen. And it'll happen like at the very end. Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be a great, but also like, oh, now I got to wait. <laughs> oh, this is the worst thing <sighs> Wait, but yeah. they'll do something to torture us. Something. So I mean, I don't think count on it. I don't think it'll be on the level of what was it like the season six finale oh. when Ian showed up, and it was like people like doing diagrams based on like the angles. It's like what happened? <laughs> so, like oh my god, that was me. <laughs> no, six months of like trying to figure this out. That was torture. That was. That was tough. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys, being comic readers, knew it was Glenn. You're like, it has to be Glenn. Like, that propels. Maggie, oh. we propels so much, you know? Like, yeah. Knew, you know? I convinced myself it was going to be just Abraham. I, I, I knew I knew what was coming, but... Right, right. That's the thing. It's like, you can't, you knew from the comics what was coming, yeah. but you didn't know the Abraham. They change it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I and I, at that point I knew that um, Denise had actually died the way Abraham was supposed right. to. Right. So in my mind, I'm you know psyching myself up. I'm going, that's why he's still alive. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna keep Glenn and they're gonna kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I was like, wrong. I was so wrong. <laughs> Do you guys watch Ride by any chance? No. Yes. I watch it like yeah, once. But I don't watch it. I know. You know what it is? It's 
It's like if you ever watched Anthony Bourdain, I feel like it's kind of like in that same vein, except on bikes. And like, there's not, well, there's some food, but like not, you know, like that. But it's crazy because like, I I haven't watched the first two seasons, but this time around, we've kind of been like, all right, you know, we'll watch it here and there. And so there was an episode with, with Steve Young, with Glenn, and it was like a punch in the stomach. I, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot how much I miss Glenn. <laughs> I probably would have wow. cried the whole time. What killed me about Glenn's death was that episode at the satellite station where him and Keith are talking about how they've never killed Yes. Him. And then they end up killing yeah. someone. And it's like, yeah. that was heavy. It was like, it's oh. Well, that episode, I clearly remember even when Rick did like the first kill at that satellite station. I think it was with Michonne and Daryl. And they both kind of like looked at each other and gave him a look like, you know, we've, we're, we're venturing into some really dicey territory here because it's like we're killing people in their sleep you know based on the idea that they will likely attack us <laughs> i mean they did have polaroids that people had bashed in on the walls yeah they did Ugh. yeah yeah uh, i remember that scene bad. i remember my husband was out of town and i was sitting watching that and i was just like i had to pause it because it was so heart pounding like it was like yeah i cannot handle this stress yeah yeah. That was intense. It was intense. Ugh. It was a good episode. It was intense. No, I am excited definitely. to see Morgan again. I miss him very much, and I get excited to see him in fear. Well, you think an we'll awesome see guy. Sherry on fear? What'd you say? Do you think we'll see Sherry on fear? I do. I really do. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think Dwight has caught up with her. I think he found her. I don't think he would go to Texas without Sherry. Yeah. I really don't think so. I mean, he goes back to that house, and there's another note. So he's like, "Well, she's alive. So I'm gonna sit <laughs> here and I'm gonna wait for her, and then we're gonna get the hell out of Dodge. Yep. We're gonna find somewhere else. Yep. I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah, because she did have that show, and now um, the arrangement, and now I know. It's yeah. Oh, oh, they canceled it? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so they, she doesn't have that show anymore, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I do remember she was on that show. I was like, oh, okay. But I just haven't heard anything about her being cast in fear. So no. I don't know if they'll keep that a secret. Might, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll probably want to hide it from everybody. Yeah, and she'd be a little easier one to hide than Austin Emilio anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's a lot more. She definitely. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think so. I think definitely, like, if you have Dwight... He'll have Sherry. Mm-hmm. What about Heath? You think that he'll turn up? I think Heath will show up in the movies. Because if, he, mm. if he's with Rick in that group, because we've clearly, you know, Jadis yeah. or Slash Ann had his RV, she obviously traded him. So it, I think he's going to be in the movies with Rick, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Do you think Heath was an A or a B? I don't know. What do you think that means like injured or healthy or do you think it means like a fighter or a yeah I hear you what makes you think is didn't Rick's letter change when she called it in at the last minute wasn't he an A and then yeah the injury might be a really cute dog in the background what I see a really cute dog in the background watching oh that's my that's my pit bull Maddie anyway Yes, I don't know. I don't know, but we'll find out. Yeah. We will. Yeah, they can't leave that. They can't leave us hanging on that. That's way too much. (laughs) No. What do you guys think about Aaron? What's going on with him? I mean, he's got Gracie. He looks like the comic book Rick. Like, you guys... I know. You guys being comic book readers, what are your thoughts on Aaron right now with the arm and the beard? You know what? I... 
I definitely feel like he they're grooming him to be like more prevalent and okay, more of a leader. You know, and, yeah, and I think especially after this season, I think that he probably will kind of like stand out more. I think he'll I think he's gonna be around for a little while. Okay. I feel like part of me feels that he might like in my mind, I feel like he might be the one to ultimately take down Beta, like not even Daryl. Like, I don't know, like there's a part of me that feels like he'll be the one to seek justice for Jesus, hashtag justice for Jesus. Like, I feel like... I could see that. I could see that. Totally what see it. The, what was the point of bringing up these, these meetings with Jesus? Right. Not going to come back into play. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like he's, he's his star is going to shine a little bit more, I think. He's um, a phenomenal actor. He um, is. Oh, he's yeah. awesome. He is awesome. I have met him so many times and he's an awesome person. Really? Yeah. He's, he's like, a, he has such a sense of humor too. He does have a good sense of humor, yeah. Because I have so. this like whole, I have this whole, I, I did. I, I don't know if I so much of it anymore about um, in the episode, the first episode of season seven, when Rick is laying on top of the RV and Megan is in the RV, anything, you know. Um, but this isn't. We can't just all sit down and have dinner together. And and, uh, has, and Rick has that flash of them all sitting down at dinner, and it's this crazy scene where like half the table has food, half the table doesn't, half the table has like greens, and the other table half is like twigs. And Morgan's like putting out a flame with his finger, and like I have this theory that the people sitting on the green food side are the people that live, and the people that are on the other side are going to die. And most of them mm. are think it's in Abraham, Sasha. Um, Spencer, like all those people are sitting on the twig side. So I like, mm. I, I had, like explained it to him. He's like, whoa, where am I sitting? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I want to know is where am I at that table? <laughs> yeah, he's like, where am I at the table? I'm like, well, first of all, Carl's not even at the table. He's not even in, in the sitting. He's not, he has no spot. And I said, you're right in the middle. And he's like, mom. Okay. He's like, I can deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, yeah. That's, funny. I don't know. I don't know how much I can spin off of that now since it's been so many seasons and we've jumped so far ahead so mm-hmm. yeah what do you think about this whole rosita like love triangle sort of like love square love square uh, yeah i was gonna say it's like i don't think we're gonna have to worry about it much longer <laughs> i know exactly exactly you know what and with the rosita thing like get it girl like you know it's the end of the world like yeah she said that one time though too i think when her and sasha went on that suicide mission she was like look you know it's the end of the world so i mean and it's that she's in love with Israel. so yeah she found love again and i'm I'm happy for her i'm nervous for her yeah i get nervous whenever i see any joy on this show (laughs) 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 the comic book you're like oh gosh i don't know if you should be getting all comfortable here i know i remember being on when i was on the talking dead she wrote uh christian stratos was on and i remember chris hardwick had asked her about um you know what do you feel about her comic death and i remember thinking la 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 <laughs> and she said you know it was an epic death and i would love to have that death so i remember her specifically saying that and i just remember thinking i don't want to know but that's uh awesome. yeah actually yeah. And, and carol you said something similar about like it just those two words epic death rosita and well less rosita than i think it was father gabriel you said no um or, or was it no um Eugene. there were other people for what? 
from the comic. Uh, you, I think you said Eugene had just a, like a like an epic. Or no, you, I think you said Father Gabriel had like an epic death. Father Gabriel does like those have specific an epic words. death in the comic. Yes, he does. I think for sure that death will happen. I don't know if it'll be to him or if they'll choose somebody else to mm. like to, to basically experience it. But I think they'll. I think that death will happen. Do you, Do you think f- they're gonna, it's going to happen this season or? No, I think it'll be next season. Okay. I think it'll be next season. Because I don't think, I think that they're just going to like get to the tip of the iceberg with this whisper thing. I think it'll come to a head at the end of the season. And then like the next season will be like beating the whisper threat. And the death that happens to Gabriel in the comics happens during this whole whisper conflict thing. And I feel like they keep kind of like if you read the comic, like there are images and scenes where it kind of makes you feel like, oh, they're insinuating this thing that happened. And it's so I think that they'll definitely do it. Maybe not. But it might not be to him. It might be somebody else that'll, you know, get that fate. But I don't know. I, I'm I think totally drawing it. a blank on Father Gabriel's death in the comics. Okay, what really I'm going to have to go Water back Tower. and reread it. I Wasn't that Morgan? Water Tower. I thought that was Morgan. No, it was Father Gabriel. Okay, okay. No, far, no more. Wait, Ashley, what are you trying okay. to say? I, I saw a picture. Yeah, I did too. And he's like hanging and zombies are eating him. And I'm like, the same exact one I saw. I'm like, God damn it. Hate damn it. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, me too. It, they they might not do it though. I mean, they're. I don't think they are though. But I don't know. You don't do it? Don't I, I think uh, honestly, I mean, I haven't read, I haven't read it either. I saw the exact panel you saw, Ashley, and I, I am having this really interesting and bad feeling that they're they're going to do this to Eugene. I know. Oh, yeah. What? Gonna <laughs> we both had the same reaction. We're like, no. <laughs> they're going to swap really it. I really like Eugene. I do I like Eugene, actually. But, but like, so think valuable. think about how they're staging things. Yes. Now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the perfect yeah. opportunity to feel, and this is for the audience. It's not really for everybody, as much people on the show. It's going to be for us. Because, okay, think think about this progression. He he goes out with a yeah. bang on season eight, being the hero. Uh, right. He's being yeah. mag- his magnanimity right now with Rosita and the whole thing. Well, he's, he's putting himself aside. He's not being selfish, Eugene. He's being yeah. like, I'm in love with her, but I know she's in love with you. Here, I'm going to give you these maternity pants for you. Don't <laughs> You know, like they're from, you know, like he's he's being weird, Eugene, but he's being selfless, and that that's a step for him. Yeah, yeah. Stop wasting time. Yeah, and love. Yeah, and I love that he brought up in that scene about because I kind of you almost kind of forget like what happened that season and how Gabriel got sick and he was in the um in the infirmary at the sanctuary and they had this Mm. and had this big talk about like dude why are you here like yeah yeah you kind of like forgot about that once they had that little talk. I was yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm like kind of. I'm. I'm feeling the same things you guys are. It just feels like we're. I think that's what makes the um, decapitation scene so palpable because. Oh. They're, they're, it, sorry. Oh, say it. With the, okay. Right, I know. I'm bringing you back to the forest again. Got it. Because in the last episode, we talked about how we haven't seen any crazy deaths. We thought that was going to happen, but then it didn't. And then yeah. it's kind of like I said, mm-hmm. we plateau and then fall back down. We plateau a little higher and fall back down. We haven't seen any character, like beloved character deaths, but we, it feels like we're getting closer and closer. And then the things that we're talking about, pe- about people like being happy and, and Enid reuniting with Alden and, and Eugene, you know, mm-hmm. having his moment. And, um, and then 
so and now we see a death like a really gruesome death okay and we're like oh okay this is going to happen it's like the reality check right now and now yeah. it's kind of like we're gonna keep, we're gonna make people happier on this side and then we're gonna then and then we're gonna kill people on that side and it's and at some point it's just gonna be this crazy crescendo and we're gonna be mentally sort of like uh, kind of like subliminally pre- prepared for this to happen right now right and that's that's kind of how i'm surveying this right now yeah you yeah. think we're gonna get our answers about like what happened in the past this season or is that gonna get pushed next season? that's a great uh, question gonna happen this season. okay i think we're at least gonna get some answers just because i mean if if i think about the trailer that they showed for like this second half of the season there was that scene that was like michonne slicing through something and it was her old hairstyle so it definitely was some sort of flashback to some time you know in the past so mm-hmm. i guess we are gonna get yeah so I'm we're gonna have to like find out my choice either i wanted to actually talk about that oh maybe yeah. not yeah, See, I'm wonder, guessing that I got wonder, cut off. I wonder if it's not by choice. You, I agree. Yeah, yeah. is it so, on the same side as? That's a very good point. So I was going to bring up, bring that up on this episode because I, we, we, from the time jump, her hairstyle was different. We're mm-hmm. all looking at it. We're like thinking, okay, time for a change. Fine, six years changes a lot of people, including fashion and hairstyle, right? But right. then I started thinking Thank about you. a couple of things, right? I thought about um, how Carl's right eye was shot out. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of um, how her hair is covering her left eye and she's seeing out of her right eye and yeah it could be a scar of some kind it could be something along those lines but i was just thinking of like like the symbolism of that like the idea of like having only one type of eye open like odin's eye by the way odin in norse mythology he gave he gives up his right eye for wisdom right and so I feel like she is not using her, she's using only wisdom and she's not using heart in terms of seeing things, like the way she's seeing things. Um, but when you brought up the idea of her um, hairstyle being kind of like not a choice, that started to get my wheel spinning even further. Like there is something deliberate about the way she's making herself up these days. And it's a, it's coloring all of her perceptions of how to treat the world. And now we're finally starting to see her roll back that some. Do you think, what do you think that, am I on the right track? Do you guys have any other thoughts on this? Because it's funny that you said that right when I actually wrote it down in my notes and I was kind of like, oh yeah, we're like, oh, like five episodes deep. And now we're finally starting to think about that. Uh, when I first saw her, her new hairstyle, I kind of, that was kind of the first thing I thought was, you know, I mean, maybe it got caught in something and she had to cut him off. But then, you know, I started thinking about the show we're actually watching and it can't be something simple like that. So I assume someone, you know, cut it off. Mm. Yeah. Maybe related yeah. to what happened in the past. Right. right. Yeah. You're, t- you're saying on that side of the head, like where, where it's yeah. like cut off. Okay. Yeah. I, I was yeah. thinking like she has a scar on the other side that she's covering up. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that too. Like when I was thinking about what you were saying, I was like, oh, wait, maybe she's covering something up. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking somebody cut that side of her hair off. Well, (laughs) I I mean, hair is very important to women. And I mean, it takes a lot of maintenance. She works hard on those dreads and for somebody to cut them off would be devastating. That's interesting. um, It was Negan that had originally cut them off a little bit when uh, he took her and then he put them on those zombies when that zombie uh, chain. Oh, yeah. 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 He had put them and then we saw them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I like that. I like where that's going. I like where that head is. Mm -hmm. It's my head turning a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Nashville Negan says, does anyone think that Michonne could let Negan free and he would infiltrate the Whispers camp, uh, quote unquote, get recruited to help out? I'm just theorizing possibilities. And of course, he has an interest because he's Nashville Negan. I think he saw what has happened. But then I also think, like, is, does he want to take over again? Rick is gone. Like, I don't know. Like, he's, does he still have the bug, basically? Yes. Like, he's such a cocky fella. I. You could see him, like, rolling it back as he's trying to desperately plead to Michonne. Like, yeah. even even in his cool, yeah. calm, and charming way, um, he's still kind of like, he's like, okay, got to roll it back. I'm a former leader. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, like he, in, in, like, that's the I'm, most terrified you will see Negan, basically. I'm I mean, so aside like from Maggie scene. 70-30 on that. Like, I'm 30% he will be a good person and help out, and then I'm like, 70% he won't take over like, and become another sanctuary. I think I'm flipped. I think I think. 70% of me thinks he's good and then okay. a smaller chance that he may that I might be wrong but I don't know I, I want to believe he's changed I want to think that he, you know, saw, he saw the sanctuary and then he was like well maybe if I go back to Alexandria I can pretend and then I can take over like that's Ooh, what yes. I think in my head like, <laughs> I can't trust him but I want to trust him but I don't want to I don't know but I really think his relationship with Judith is real I don't think that yes that's I have a relationship with you I agree yeah, yeah. yeah. same same I think See, I think that's why that's to uh, that's why I'm convinced he's changed a little bit. I think being friends with Judith has softened him. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I think being away and in Alexandria has also kind of I, I don't think he realized it until he went to the sanctuary. I'll say it like a hundred percent. But mm-hmm. coming back, it, it which makes me also think coming back makes him think that um you know there's nothing to do about it. I'm not going to make a life out here. I, I do right. think there is part of me that thinks, and maybe this is just like a cocky thought rather than a than a possibility for him like along the lines of what you're saying Ashley is that like oh maybe in the back of his mind he's like eh, I'd like to take over Alexandria but I don't think right. that's possible mm-hmm. like that's where I'm mm-hmm. at I'm like I, 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 when I think of Negan I think of his possibilities I think of it like, like a sliding scale it's like a minute by minute thing like oh you know I'll say like what 50% of the day I'm, I'm thinking to myself eh, it's pretty good to be here and at night when I'm trying to go to sleep I'm like well you know how could I actually <laughs> how could yeah. I actually take over yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. like, those, those moments at night where like but there's got to be something more. <laughs> well, and the fact that yeah. he, uh, when he went to that like shop, a store, and he went and he saw that that guy had put up mannequins, and he was essentially talking to mannequins, and he shot himself. You know, I think he that was like him looking at himself, like you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? Oh, like, in the store, yeah. In the store, in the store. Home. He didn't have any of his own people left. He didn't have any of his own people left. Yeah. And then there's the sanctuary, and then there's that, that big rich or what big Richie, <laughs> big Richie, loyal yeah. to the end. For the end, and then he realizes, like, the dumb, you know, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be in charge of mannequins and nothing yeah, else. Like, the right? Very he even builds himself a little like gathering area, and it's just him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sad, just sitting there. Leather jacket again, and he's got like a pipe, and it's like, just... where do you guys think Lucille is? Where is he? Where is she? I, oh, gosh, I, I think Michonne know. has. I think Michonne knows where she is, but I don't know. Michonne, I don't know where she is. I, think, I don't know. I think Michonne definitely knows for sure where Lucille is. I don't know. In my mind, I feel like she has Lucille, and I feel like. Maybe this whisper threat becomes like more real and they realize like, okay, I need this guy on my side and it's like, all right, I'm going to let you go. Here's Lucille. 
I need you out there to help. Hold up, actually. Um, I'm thinking, do you think that maybe Negan went inside the house? Like, I know they had that conversation, but do you think he might have partially gone to that house, to the Grimes house, to find Lucille? But why the shovel? I think that was like a... You know, why he got caught? Looking for that. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this uh, on that episode breakdown. Um, And you know what? I had like three days to think about it. I still couldn't think of it. I mean, the only thing I could think about was possibly to bury the bodies of sanctuary people just in case. But yeah, I, I, I also had that question. Why a shovel of all things? Like instead of any, rather than any other farming implements, why a shovel, you know, of all things? But, but like, do you guys think that he, he thought maybe Lucille was in the house somewhere? Oh, for sure. I think, yeah. that, I feel like Michonne has kept Lucille, quote unquote, alive because she's pretty much mass vegan. Like, yeah. you know, she's still alive because he treated that bat like it was a person. So, yeah. So. But why wouldn't, why wouldn't, um, why wouldn't Michonne keep it, uh, keep it around instead of burning it to the ground like she could just say oh i got it in this glass case in the house oh i, I bet you want to see it i don't know yeah because she could just say that mm-hmm. and it'd be gone you know like right. why would she keep it around what what utility to her would it be like i don't think she's been showing showing him it oh although that would no, be a really i don't yeah i don't think she's done that right i don't think she's done that at all in fact if she did do yeah. that it would give him hope wasn't there like a small exchange when his throat was slashed and they were all in that room and like they say something like he's like, where's Lucille? And they say something about Lucille. I can't remember the exact dialogue. Is, was there a small exchange? Or he, I, I know that when he was in the cell asking for Lucille, I think okay. she said like, like we buried somewhere. Where you left him. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I think yeah. she said like they left right there somewhere. Yeah, it's exactly because remember what she said. when Michonne was doing. Well, because remember when Michonne was doing those night kind of like escapades where she was right. leaving Rick behind and she was going out like fighting zombies, like while everybody was sleeping and she found Lucille was there like it was like by the tree and like she like saw it and like picked it up or whatever and like was repulsed and like dropped it and like I think that was just a regular bat I think that yeah. was it just a regular bat yeah, yeah we went over this it yeah it didn't have barbed wire on it oh it didn't I think it reminded her of it Lucille it reminded her of Lucille yeah. yeah and because of that book with the baseball game and everything that you know oh, yeah, there, that, there were repeating yeah. themes you know yes it kept coming up yeah yeah, and reminding, and this is like another example. This episode was just another example of how just Negan is like a full length mirror for her to look at herself at. And because when you think about it, he, she was employing the same kind of tactics as well, similar tactics, tactics yeah, uh, for right. in the name of security and the name of saving people, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. That's why he said it's like, wow, what a racket. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> which which is a, a huge wake. I, and and it didn't even occur to her until Judith said something. But which kind of goes back to the question when I was lagging, <laughs> so like like just the fact that she, that Judith um, was the one to wake her up. You know, to bring her back online. Like, dude, you have a charter. You changed. You know what happened? Is it is it weird that Michonne wasn't aware she changed? I mean, it seems like no, a not at all. Drastic I think. change. Yeah. Well, I I think she wasn't aware of that. In light of her scars, I think also something had happened like it could be rj it could be which is an interesting theory um but yeah it, it could be in light of her scars it could be it could be in light of the dark pact between her and daryl about something that they had to do in order to keep people safe mm-hmm. Does michelle know that the charter's gone i don't think so but i think they you know what that's what confused me a little bit in this episode because they said this is the uh they were mentioning how this is the charter we asked for uh, we signed up for right so 
I don't know if, I mean, it doesn't look like Alexandria signed it, but it does look like Alexandria is well aware of it in order to create the council mm-hmm. so they know about it. Um, mm-hmm. Which also kind of brings to mind, like, okay, um, the conversation with Aaron, right? Um, right. Now, mm-hmm. just to get it out of the way, because I, I, we can have thoughts about this, but like when Aaron's talking to her about it, he's genuinely terrified. Mm-hmm. Like when she brings up yeah. the idea that uh-huh. like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, that's why I came to you first because you were respecting my decisions, blah, blah, blah. But I wanted to let you know first that, you know, we're going to send a contingent over to um, the kingdom. You know, anybody who wants to go can go. Um, and Aaron is kind of like fighting back a whole lot of fear in his face. He's like, yeah. You were right the first time. Like, as balanced as he's trying to be, I, I, I noted the fact that Aaron had said in more than one episode, maybe it would have happened anyway. He says it to Yumiko, and he yeah. says it again uh, in the right. beginning of the episode, or sort of, in the council chambers. He said, maybe it would have happened anyway. And he's trying to be fair and balanced and, like, big picture, right? Like, right. it could have happened to anybody mm-hmm. at any time. You know, same example with Carl. You know, we could be magnanimous. We could save people. We could be experts in the field. But at the end of the day, like, a walker bike could end you. You know, maybe it would have happened anyway. Right. And so I, I always admire that about the way they're constructing and deliberately constructing the Aaron character because he's like, it's kind of like what people are saying that he is sounding like a lot like a Rick. Right. Like keeping yeah. things in perspective, you know, but looking out for the good, big picture, you know. And so you go back to this conversation and it's like, um, you know, post Judith, he's like, she's like, I don't want to like, it's like, I don't want to rule by fear. You know, we have a charter. Negan reminded me that we like, she didn't say that, but Negan reminds me that we have a charter. You know, and it kind of reminded me of that mm-hmm. article, um, that one line in the article that we read uh, last week. It is self-evident to us that no one has a monopoly on truth or justice. We have seen what happens to those who think that way. We've seen what they do to others. Everyone has the right to leave and risk life on the road. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> You wrote those words, girl. Right. So, what yeah. What does it mean to you that Negan is reading the same book that Michonne used to write that charter? Wait, wait, wait. Did you catch the title of uh, that book? I believe I saw that that was the same book that Michonne was using to um, to write the charter. I saw that somewhere. Wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. What a racket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know. You know, is he using that takeover? Oh, or maybe. Using it to gain knowledge. Or, or but that's interesting. Maybe he does it to kind of, like, figure out what kind of mind he's dealing with. Or maybe he genuinely is trying to be a sounding board for the ideals that she forgot. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 By the yeah. way, this kind of keeps to brings to mind, and this is going to tie out two two different concepts. One is the name of the episode is called Guardians. Okay. And in the episode, mm-hmm. now that that implies a lot of things. That implies Guardians as parents, and I'll get to the literal definition in a second, Carol, because I see you. But. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, it implies guardians like Carol and Michonne and Alpha. It also implies like leadership, and you see that theme revolving a lot about leadership and challenging leadership and leadership slipping through your fingers. That it's a recurring theme. Right. So we've kind of covered that ground, right? Doesn't there's, there's a third thing, and it's a literal thing. It's one of the lookouts uh, right before Daryl comes in the picture at the end of the episode. Gotta um, go, guardians. Yes, she yells out, guardians. Who so, yells it out? She, yeah, one, one of, of the. the whist- Whispers. One of the whispers yells out at the end, at, right before the walkers yeah. start attacking, the, the walkers that Dara led to the camp. Guardians. Yeah. So 
yeah. and then it suddenly occurs to you that they call walkers guardians. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. No, that really sucks. Yeah. I have to listen to it all quiet because I'm usually being like in the next room, and I miss shit like that. Oh, I I missed it the first time too. I did too. I watched. I heard it the second time. I watched it twice and I did not hear it. Okay, so they headphones. Yeah, they yell out like guardians. Plug it into my TV. And by the way, by the way, so I think I don't know who mentioned that that somebody was mentioning the like. I I also watched it close with um. Yeah, I watch it with the captain's captions too, and that's the only reason why I caught it. I like yeah. rewound. Okay, that's a good yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Just for note taking, I don't, I don't watch when I when I enjoy it Sunday night. I, I don't watch it with captions, but the the I point just being, can't that, hear anything, but I have to read. Yeah, so oh, I, 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 I <laughs> we can watch it the second time, I guess. Yeah, the second time is more like a pet project. It's like literal homework. Um, right. But um, it brings the point, and I don't remember if we said this on the show, but somebody I was talking to, I don't know who it was, was mentioning Beta and like the like almost the religious aspect of how he regards Alpha's philosophy, the religious way he... And he and literally, I don't know when this was, he was like kneeling down and explaining to another whisper about like Guardians or something like that. And I don't remember in hmm. what context, but I was remembering he was like regarding the Guardians as almost like the guardians the walkers is almost like a like religious deity figures or something like that you know what i did mean like, you did you watch the first few minutes of the next episode that that's, that's that, that, that was like. you then yeah it was you yeah. that i was talking to yeah yeah, yeah. and so yeah that's like, gonna be the first few minutes of the next episode it was uh nissa and i were talking about that for a while too i we had this whole like scene mapped out and <laughs> if it happens it's gonna be totally epic um it would be really really cool but um i don't well i don't know if i should i maybe i shouldn't ruin it <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I caught the first few minutes though. I, I but I remember talking to you about it, and like yeah. I remember like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like this idea that Beta is it, it, he's treating the quote unquote guardians as like almost religious like deities yeah. the figures. Yeah, and which kind of explains a little bit why he treats Alpha the way he does. It's almost as if God, you know, yeah. yeah, there's like a deep like yeah. she is the Messiah for them or something. Right. The the wayfarer, the you know like the Moses of their group. You yeah. Know? I just love that aspect. It brings to mind the yo-yo thing. And one of the things I was thinking of as I was watching this episode until I saw this moment was um, why did she snap off the yo-yo string? Is Lydia, would Lydia, Lydia kill Henry? And then it wasn't until I saw the scene. Now it was the one scene where Henry's tied against the tree. Lydia comes right. over. She's picking she's something up necklace. and the necklace comes out. The necklace is the yo-yo string with the hilltop coin. And Henry sees this and he notices smiles. that and smiles. Exactly. She tucks mm-hmm. it back in as one does when they don't want to get killed. <laughs> and um, and yeah, and that's very telling because it really informs you where she lies on the loyalty spectrum. Like mm-hmm. she really hates her mother. She really hates what she did to her. She really hate, hated her for convincing not only her, mm-hmm. probably, but like everybody else of like what the world is like, what the world is not coming back to. Right. You know, and that, that was very telling for me and I'm banging on my table for some reason. <laughs> It's just, it's such a vindicating thought. Like, how sweet. Like, she's taking this, what Henry says, is a valueless coin and putting tremendous value on it. Yeah. You know, as a symbol. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did risk his life to come out there, so that's, like, the least he could do. Yeah. Hey, she, she didn't have to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, think about, like, her position. Like, she really did not have to do any of this stuff. Like, she could just move on and, and not really... Like, she's lived her whole life with her mother. She must be, like, in her teens. And maybe, well, maybe 
that's all the reason why to rebel. But at the same time, it's kind of like, how is one visit convince her? But like at the same time, she's she's got this reckoning. She's got this moment where she's figuring out what really went on. Like it's probably this thing that the one thing that she's been telling herself all this time, but she just stuffs it down. She gets abused. I mean, she's she that that scene that she tells Beta about with the with the closet and the the, right. the plastic bags. That scene is her is Lydia's waking life every single day with all the scars on her on her arms and stuff like that. Yeah. So she's like the, it, she's literally getting the shit beat out of her to to like stuff down the idea that life could be better. Right. So to, for her to commit to this uh, this new idea is pretty bold, mm-hmm. you know, for her. Yeah. It's very informing. Let's put it that way. Oh. Yeah. Um. I think it's time. <laughs> this is, and like nobody can see my face right now, but it's time to talk about how I'm right on International Women's Day. (laughs) The highwaymen. The highway, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, now, I felt exact, like, I was starting to give up hope on this theory once we started talking about, like, different things. Um, The idea that, like, it must be them. Like, once we started talking about the future of the show, like, the the immediate future of the show, I was kind of like, oh my god, are they going to bring these guys up? Or is this going to be an idea? I mean, uh, I thought I saw something in the sneak peek into 9B, and um, it turns out the beginning of the episode, like one of the sneak peeks, they they are explicitly talking about these highwaymen, these riders that I kept mentioning. Oh, yeah, the the oh, toll that, that they would need to pay yeah. on the road. Yeah, and it's really starting to get me to think. Now, at least I know I'm right about this other group that's coming in that will be an additional factor to like an like an outside story on yeah. top of the whispers, possibly. You know, and the the, the I think the and my theory is that they've somebody's so there's two things going on carol alludes to the fact that or it was not only carol is diane and carol diane says that now that jeb's people are gone or at least the implication is that now that jeb's people are gone they were the only people holding back the highwaymen from taking over that territory the road to the kingdom or out of the kingdom and so there's a lot of things going on there's what carol knows in the background about her taking care of those savior marauders jeb and regina and all them um that she has not shared with the class and jerry's starting to feel bad about himself or saying you know saying the fair out loud but then ezekiel says something very important kind of what aaron says and it's like they would have found out anyway um now this is pretty big because only carol knows the truth Carol knows that she's the one who uh, paved the way for the high women to take over. Mm. So there's going to be a reckoning somewhere there. Okay. You know? And the second thing is, do you think, and this is probably more of a question for everybody, do you think these high women have any connection to what possibly happened in the past with Daryl and Michonne? Uh. Maybe, but maybe that's the impetus because right. I don't think they bugged the kingdom. They did bug the hilltop because they know about them because they know about the riders. I didn't really get the impression that whatever happened in the past was gotten rid of so much as came to a compromise. Like mm-hmm. I feel like they the like this big threat came and Daryl and Michonne made you know some sort of side deal with them so that they would go away. I don't I don't necessarily think that whatever that threat was was killed off so it could be they paid the toll and i wonder what the toll was i have a theory on that well well do it (laughs) <laughs> I think the dark secret that Daryl and Michonne share is um, part of this compromise. They said, you know, leave our community alone, leave these communities alone, but we'll show, we'll tell you where Oceanside is. Oh, snap. Mm. That's what I think too. Mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. I mean, <laughs> we're, I'm dumbfounded. <laughs> 
that, that I mean that would be a really dark secret to share. Yeah. And it would be really handy too to tie yeah. everything up in a bow. Yeah. 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 Where yeah. is You know they're not existent. Yeah, they're not. You haven't seen them. Yeah, you're yep. a bunch of guys. Here's a group of women that have been tortured yeah. in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Ezekiel God. Ezekiel mentions Oceanside um, when they're talking about the elk being able to feed all the communities for a week. Right. But I mean that doesn't. It's a dark secret. So obviously, if that's what happened, nobody would know. Right. Mm. And, and you know what? Maggie knew too, and that's what sent her away. Yeah. Yeah. There was so much animosity. And- yep. Something that Michonne did. A convenient thing that they could have done too, by the way, to kind of um, get Lauren Cohen out of the picture. Like, not only so we're going to take advantage of this opportunity for her not, her not to be on set um, to kind of roll out. Like, just uh, she's just part of that puzzle that's involved in this dark secret, perhaps with the Highwaymen, mm-hmm. but who knows? But it definitely Hilltop definitely, and I'm like ninety percent sure the Hilltop knows about these people, you know, because of the nature of how afraid they were in that one episode uh, mm-hmm. prior to the mid-season break. When Michonne was coming with like exact exactly yeah the riders are coming and everybody's oh, just yeah. scrambling yeah yeah and that's that's basically where I first got my theory when I got the first uh, I had this feeling when we saw the nine B I mentioned Angus Sampson it was like episode thirty eight and like as soon as I saw the way Hilltop freaked out about these riders that's when I knew I'm like it's definitely tied to them and now we're starting to see more unfold and I'm like thinking okay they bothered the Hilltop and they did something really crazy we have no evidence of them bothering Alexandria, right? But we do have evidence um, of Hilltop. And and now we have more evidence now that now they're starting to bother the kingdom. So the, whoever these guys are, they're roaming around or mm-hmm. they're in operation again where, oh man, maybe part of that pact I'm starting to think now, huh, may have not have been with the highwaymen. Maybe the pact, that dark pact was with the leftover sanctuary people. And Carol, unbeknownst to her, and the dark pact that only Michonne and Daryl have, wiped out whatever dark pact they made with the sanctuary when Carol destroyed them. Oh, right. Yeah. And that, and that, that could be, that's like a, a burden that Carol may have to carry. And talk about, okay, hold on. Has anybody like linked up the fact that, and I didn't even think of this until just now, when Carol burned down <laughs> Jeb, <laughs> Regina, and everybody. Did right. anybody even think to bring up the fact that she did the same thing in the prison? Like, literally the same I act. Thought, I thought about yeah, it. yeah but it was brought up in like different sites. It's like, oh, there's Carol burning down people again. Right, right, right. But she like, there's... killed Karen and David first. She did. She <laughs> killed them first. She, she killed them first. Exactly. Exactly. So, and but still, yeah, she's setting what? people on fire. <laughs> right. Literally in the same manner. Like, gasoline, right. a match. Yeah. And so. I mean, I didn't link it up until we started talking about the possibility of her yeah. being responsible for the fall of the kingdom, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, that got her kicked out of the prison. How exactly. did she not learn her lesson? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even know if it's about lesson. Like, m- maybe they deserved it. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But, like, that's a oh, whole lot of context yeah. that's going to have to come back and we're going to have to figure out because they did have Oceanside's weapons for some reason. Mm-hmm. We don't know how they did or if they did something to get them. Just Jeb does say that they found them. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say he like robbed them and destroyed them to get them. So uh, that kind of does bring us to um, Alexandria again, though, because uh, one of the reasons why Michonne does not um, want to even send the delegate out is because of Carol. Um, well, mostly because Ezekiel did not want to leave the kingdom. Like it's it's not in his mind to leave the kingdom and abandon the kingdom, even though the kingdom is falling. Uh, by the end of the last episode, he's more open to it 
you know, post Cobra strike. And this is like, this is like information that's lost in context because now that we know, we as viewers know that Ezekiel's opening to leaving the kingdom, I guess the question really is, is the end of this season or it could be the end of the season. Do you think by the end of the season, kingdom will abandon um, ship and go to Alexandria? Maybe out of, out of the result of what happens at the fair. Yeah, I think we're leading up to, to me, like, I feel like it would be a travesty to not end the season with the fair. Like it has to like the fair. Yeah. Like, well, it is the like, next day, by the way. So, I mean, the delegation gonna, is... Oh, yeah, but I feel like it is technically the next day, but I feel like we're going to get like... like it's, it's basically like everything's reaching a crescendo where basically Daryl and Connie and um, Henry and Lydia, you know, they're basically leading this whisper group, you know, into, you know, into, right. into basically like their area because they're, you know, hot on their tail chasing after them. Um, right. So at the same time, this fair is in the process of happening. So I think it's all just going to these, just collide essentially. And I think that's going to be, you know, that's going to be the, the season. For, it has to be the fair. If the fair doesn't happen, there's going to be a lot of angry people, myself included. If it was, yeah. Yeah. I can see fair. it happening the episode after next. I know. Next. We, next. It's, got, it's got to happen, the, the season finale gotta happen i do you think it's gonna be like um season seven and eight where that takes place within a two-week span or one month span or something like because no. you're talking about like episodes that will span a matter of a day five episodes left yeah yeah but I and the fair is technically the next day I, I, and it's I, already I, evening right i know but i i just feel well, like maybe one episode will be a back episode there's there's definitely going to be flash a flashback episode ah, for sure I see. I so see. we're definitely doing flashback i mean at least one is definitely going to be a flashback yeah so i left a comment on michael satrazimus's one of michael satrazimus's posts with tagging like uh tom Payne, and i was like it sounds to me like we may have one more scene with jesus like one more flashback with jesus um and michael satrazimus liked that comment so i'm not sure what that means well i think there's definitely going to be the flashback so i think that that's definitely happening at least one episode i don't know if it is just going to be one but for sure at least one and i think that they released the titles for the rest of the episode this season. And I think the, the last two episodes are like, I think um, the second to last one is called The Calm Before. And I think the last one is called The Storm. Storm. <laughs> so I'm just sort of like, we've what happened? I mean, and I don't know, like if I think about the comic, like I don't know necessarily like how long the fair spanned, like because the fair could be three days. You know what I mean? It could be a three day fair or something. So what happens at the fair doesn't necessarily mean that it happens on like day one, you know? Yeah. So uh, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, yeah. especially with the introduction of these highwaymen, I'm not. And like I said last episode, I'm not 100 percent certain that it's going to turn out the same way right. uh, in the comic as it does in the, the show. But I just think it would be a travesty to not kind of like, I don't know. Well, I think things are going to happen, but I don't think think they're going to shift responsibilities. But then that would be the travesty because then it's like, what's to fear about the whispers, you know? Like, I mean, yeah, they're fearful, but it's like what happens at the fair is what makes them so like menacing. And I feel like I don't want them to kind of like jump the boat and have too many like antagonists going on. It's like, 
if the whispers are the threat, the whispers are the threat, or is this other group the threat? Or is it like we have multiple, like, I mean, like, I, I don't want them to kind of like start going all over the place, you know, and, you know, fully develop like what your story arc is. It's like, right. it's, it's the whispers and they are like the, the new threat that we have to overcome. It's like, you know, okay, this, this is flush them out, you know? Right. But to, to add in another antagonist and flesh, we're going to flesh both of these out too. Like, I mean, I don't know. So I, it's I like, just. It's yeah. like you're mixing the Terminus people with the governor. Right. It's like you're, exactly. <laughs> the short story of the, of the, the Terminus and then yeah. with, with this big overarching governor story, right? Right. It, it just, you know, it's, it's one or the other to me. And I think that if they take what happens at the fair and give the responsibility to another group that's not the Whispers, it's going to really kind of make the whispers look sort of like well unnecessary or whatever unnecessary yeah or like it, it lessens the impact yeah it lessens the impact it makes them kind of unnecessary it doesn't really give them like weight because once they do what they do it sort of makes it seem like okay this is a formidable threat and we have to we, we need to take some sort of action against this I mean, I think it means rock in a hard place. I think there's going to be a choice, a Sophie's choice, um, if you really think about it. Like, if you have these two entities, and if one of those entities was, like, something they encountered in the past that somebody has dealt with already, but now they have to deal with them again, and then now we're building up. Because it's like I was saying before, the, the terror builds up and falls down. People fall in love. The terror builds up even higher. People, oh, kiss, kiss, kiss. And then now the terror leads up to a, a beheading of some sort. So you've got this building up and nothing has really happened yet, right? Nothing, effectively, to any of our group. Right. So, but now you have this enemy that they've dealt with in the past that we have no idea about. And now they're coming back in the present to another community. Um, so you have this mystery here. And then you also have this, this, this um, tension building aspect here i don't think i don't know if these worlds worlds are going to collide these two entities are going to collide somehow but all i know is that who's in the middle that's that's crazy to me you've got you've got this wall coming up this wall coming up and now they're just closing in on our communities and somebody's somebody some many people are going to get crushed um by this yeah yeah i think i mean do do i think here's what the only thing i'm sad about and this is just me being selfish me being selfish is is like well i was hoping the highway would be um, something bigger. Um, But as these things go, I mean, I think they're going to dispatch them really quickly. And then the the, the whispers, while they're down, will just like overtake overtake them like I overtook my mic just now. They they could be, I mean, these people potentially could end up being something like the wolves that basically were eliminated immediately. Right, exactly. You know, it was like, okay, we're done. Or even, I mean, even Terminus, really. I mean, they went and blew up Terminus in one episode, you know? Exactly why I mentioned them before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, and that's that's why I said it's it's it sucks for me because I put so much stock in the highwaymen, which I have to call them that now instead of the riders. But you know, that's just my ego. So <laughs> they, just, they just can't overextend it. They have to pick one entity yeah. or the other. Otherwise, it's going to become like it, it's it's. They have to keep it simple because I feel like that was the big detriment back in season seven and even season eight. It was just like too much. It was, you know, it's like they've been able to keep pace this season very well. And See, I like that, though. I, I kind of like season, what they did there. What, this season? No, no. Back when they did the wolves and Alexandria issues, like per- interpersonal issues, because it would have been just boring yeah. if they were dealing with just Alexandria. Right. But like you throw this threatening element just on top of each other. But that was back in what season? The wolves were season... Six. 
six. Six. We're already at Alexandria. So yeah, it probably was season six. Yeah, six. Yeah. 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 Sam died and all that. And, uh. mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, that's really all I have, but... Oh man, I mean, I do love that scene with Daryl up on the on the side of that building on the balcony, trying to shoot Beta down in the crowd. Yeah. In the next Darryl episode. Versus Daryl versus Beta round one. Yeah. I have a really bad feeling about that. Now, I'm not saying no, somebody dies, but I really I don't do know. Think, I don't think, I think Beta's going to hand him his ass. Yeah, Beta's going. In my mind, Beta's definitely going to hand him his ass, and like Daryl will live to fight another day, of course. But Beta's going to walk away from that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Dog, like, her beat a little bit. Whom? Dog. Like, oh, maybe. Oh. Maybe Lydia, too, by the way. Yeah. I've been noticing. There's, like, some scenes where she pops up, like, all of a sudden like this. Right. And, like, I, I just have a feeling, oh, she, like, Beta throws her aside, and then she wakes yeah. up, and she just, like, Beta in the back or something. Yeah. But I don't know. <sighs> But anywho, um, I just wanted to mention one more rule that Lydia breaks, and it was it was very interesting because um, at, you you remember the decapitation scene, and she's she's talking to the guy, saying crying is a weakness, right. and like and like right. she just stabs him in the side, right? Yeah. And then you have the scene with Lydia, and Lydia's crying, and Alpha still doesn't kill her, and like yeah. that's just mm-hmm. another rule that Alpha's just allowing to slide. Yeah. You know, for Lydia, for the sake of her daughter. So wait, right. so Carol, you have like some unique. I mean, it, it seems like like she's being, I don't want to say consistent with the comic book in that respect. Who, Alpha? Like how she makes exceptions for Lydia. Um, but it seems like there's a little bit more going on here. I think that they're kind of elaborating more on the show, which is good. Because yeah. in the comic, I feel like... It's not obvious. It, they kind of left it a little bit more one-dimensional in the comics. There wasn't as much depth as they're doing here, which is good. You know, they're definitely giving him more dimension to the relationship and all of that. Whereas in the comic, it's sort of like, you know, it's, it's not fleshed out. The relationship right. isn't as fleshed out. And it's like, yeah, this is like a mother-daughter, but it's not, you're not seeing these nuances in terms of like her giving her a pass because it's her daughter or things like that. You only really see one moment in, um, in the comic where she's sort of like, you can, I think it's in the comic, Lydia does run away or not. No, she doesn't run away in the comic. I think Alpha basically gives her away to, to Rick and, and Carl and, and crew because obviously they're still alive in the comic. And, um, because like Lydia is weak, so she doesn't kill her, but she kind of banishes her, and it's like, look, you know, you're you're not cut out for this, so yeah, you need to go with them. But she feels terrible about it because that is her daughter, you know. So in the comic, like you do see like her have a moment where she's kind of like, you know, has a moment of weakness and is teary, and you know, another whisper sees her and tries to console her and things like that, and and she stabs him, <laughs> kind of similarly oh. to how she stabs this guy, but she does it because she didn't, she wanted to make sure that nobody could see her being weak so this guy saw her being weak so she kills him beta shows up and she's like oh he tried to attack me so i had to take him out which he didn't he was trying to comfort her but she can't have anybody seeing her in a moment of weakness so Mm, that's interesting yeah i'm wondering how that gets further and it's kind of like the exact opposite um portrayal because you remember how like negan our our biggest complaint was that negan was a little too over the top a little too much like the comic initially in the show. And then they dialed him back and, and just chose the finer, like the right times for him to chime in and be Negan. Mm-hmm. Whereas with, with Alpha, they give her extra. They make they her extra. They've done yeah. a good job of fleshing her out. Negan, they didn't do a 
as good of a job. Like Negan suffered from not having enough dimensions to him. Like I think that if they would have done the Negan backstory, because there is a Negan backstory in the comics, so they could have like done a flashback episode or something and given him some more dimensions or just something. And I think that that would have gone a long way to make him a more complex character. Well, here's the question though. Do you think they figured it out eventually? Like on screen, yeah. they, they tightened it up some, you know, eventually. I think eventually they kind of figured it out. Like when he mentions it to Gabriel, like about why they probably mess around on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I would say that. I was gonna say like when you knew that this was a new, like a different kind of Negan was like. I just remember that speech with um, him and Michonne over the walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. Like I felt the impact of all the things that they were trying to do that season, mm-hmm. and like just right when his foot hit the floor, that's when I felt it. it was like, no yeah, talk. this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. No more talk. Yeah, clack clack clack. I remember that because I had to. I edited a video of that for like what, the end of one of our episodes because I just thought it was just so powerful. Right. Um, yeah. Wow. The, yeah, the episode where Simon dies. Go figure. Brings it back all the way to that. The challenge that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, that was my episode. Was that? that was yeah, that was your episode. There you go. <laughs> and who brought that up first? Rachel. Like, it's just, there's this, like, yeah. thing going around. There yeah. you go. How cool. Um, yeah, I that's... I would say the only thing, other thing, other observation that I had, and I, I love when I see these these things, is those little like little bits of room for comedy. Like I, I noted three separate things was was like when when Henry looks back at Lydia and Beta pulls him like back. I just thought that was funny. And Eugene's point system charts that was pretty funny. And then like that that seed the the outtake that ended up being part of the show with Daryl's dog like picking up the the bow and yeah. it snapping. That wasn't supposed to happen, and they just kept it in there. So I mean these are things that we noted like in seasons past like about how like the show made a little room for some funny you know like just to throw in there every now and again like an eye roll here and there like like okay first season or second season Dale face I miss Dale face yeah. <laughs> where he does that like, yeah. like like it's like a stare like what am I dealing with oh, eye roll you know <laughs> just like that just moments like that in the show they just need to bring back again and then which is why I feel like this feels like what often people say is like season nine is kind of like a bringing it back to like season one two. there's a little bit of that feel in there you know so True. anywho everybody i think we're tired so we're gonna go now <laughs> and we only just started the stream on instagram for our second hour or third hour oh my gosh whatever well we finished two hours so there you go right but wouldn't it be kind of cool if we did that no i'm kidding uh anyway everybody um, so sad that we lost um, Rachel somewhere because her battery flipped out. So, with that, everybody, we are Squawking Dead. Subscribe, like, comment. Let's keep this conversation going. Tell us what you liked about this episode. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you uh, next week with even more hosts. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs>